Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Ortley um, calling in to do my weekly weather report this morning, and we're down here in Florida on uh, April 28th, 2019. Uh, my down here, this is the third, repeat, third celebration of my father's 90th birthday. Um, my sister came in in March. His actual birthday was April 18th, and now we're actually having the party because his birthday was Easter week, and there was no hotels to be had. Um, so we've gathered the clan, or parts of it, not all of it's here, but most of it, and we are having the party today, later today. So I'm broadcasting bright and early um, <clears throat> for the week ahead and what we can work with and how we're going to do it. So right now, <clears throat> excuse me, we're in the middle of a Saturn-Pluto station. Pluto stationed last week, and Saturn stations today, or tomorrow rather, um, at, uh, where's my little guy here? Put, uh, Saturn stations Monday, tomorrow at 8.55 p.m. to go retrograde. And Pluto went retrograde Wednesday. When they stopped, they stopped for like five days. So they kind of shared Wednesday through tomorrow's energy. And then tomorrow, five days, we feel Saturn's stationing and turning backwards. The two of them are dancing out a very interesting dance in our lives, in our charts. Look at the degree of 22 to 20 Capricorn. Right now, the midpoint is like 21. Height, 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 high, 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 energy, 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 plus the nodes of theta there. South node, releasing, letting go. And interestingly, Saturn and Pluto have nodes in Capricorn, and they're releasing on their own nodes um, and letting things go. So, you know, whenever anything leaves us or changes or structurally revises, New things are coming in, so you want to watch for the new thing, even as you're releasing or saying goodbye to the old. And because it's such a structural energy with Capricorn, one, and the nodes, two, karmic structures, and then Capricorn and Saturn, of course, builds the structures, rules the karma, speaks to us of the story of our life and our work in the life. And Pluto is the profound transformer. Whenever anybody has a Pluto transit, They have this profound transformation that they go through as part of their story. And um, I just had a client this weekend write me and say, hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm thinking of buying some property, you know, to retire. I'm here with my wife and we're celebrating our anniversary and we're thinking of buying some property. And, of course, it would be a second house. And he had a Pluto transit that involved his workplace, sixth house. Um, so the second house and the workplace are the same place. I said, well, that was where your Pluto transit was. This is a great opportunity to do the positive version of it because after you finish a big Pluto transit, you get a present. So he goes, I think this might be my present. I'm like, I go for it, you know. Saturn, Pluto, what are the structures? And it's it literally going to change some of the structure of his life. So um, you want to watch for it. It's not always bad. You know, a lot of people give Pluto a bad rap. But everybody always says, after they finish their Pluto transit, I never want to go through that again. But boy, did I learn a lot. And sometimes your Pluto transit can be something like having a baby. You know, I had one client um, who's having, who had a baby as her Pluto transit. And uh, her partner came in, and he had gone through a Pluto transit recently. And I said to him, you know, you're her Pluto transit. And he went, ooh, is that bad? I'm like, well, no, Pluto transits are life-transforming. They completely changed the structure of your life. And she happened to be 
a person with a strong Pluto in her chart. Um, and so for her, the baby coming in is a major transformation in her life and, of course, his. And sometimes Pluto's good. You know, he's not a bad guy. And, of course, there's a third, you know, her, him, and the baby. So we watch for these transformations in a positive way and a negative way. And we understand that that is one of the things that we know about being on Earth. It moves forward. There is no backwards. It spins forward in the the memorable words of Tony Kushner. The Earth spins forward. So we're spinning forward. We're having a Saturn station tomorrow. But we're feeling it today. We're really feeling like it's time to look at the structures of our lives. So, you know, this weekend my brother's in from uh, Palm Springs. And we spent the evening with my aunt, my mom's sister, and we spent the evening yesterday with her. So, you know, when you get to hang out with someone a couple of times, you get past the how, how are you and catching up. So the first night we kind of did hi, how are you catching up because he hadn't seen her in a number of years. Um, And then last night we really started talking about the ancestors and the family, you know, and the dead, not all the dead relatives, but the different relatives and uh, not all of them are dead, but the ones that are dead too. We were talking about those people. So it was really, you know, kind of fun to sit down. And then yesterday at lunch, my brother and I were talking with my dad. Um, he gets a little forgetful, but he remembered we were talking about East Street. And at one point, my father believed in child labor, and he had <laughs> he had ordered my brother's here. We're sharing a room. He had ordered a bunch of trees. Um, to be planted, you know, like the forestry service sold trees like for a hundred dollars. I mean, it was really inexpensive. Whatever it was, like trees were like twenty-five cents a piece or something. And you know, my father believed in harvesting the children to get them to work, right? So he bought all these trees, which we had to plant. And the way you planted them was you put this. I still remember doing that. You put the spade in the ground and you racked it back and forth and you created a little slit. And then you put the tree in the little slit, and then you stamped it down. So I said, yeah, God, it was like 100 trees. And my father looked at me and went, no, it was 400. I'm like, 400? It did feel like we planted a lot of, you know, we had six acres of land, so the whole thing had spruce trees all over the thing Um, as they continued to grow. And we would harvest our Christmas trees from our property, from these trees that the children had planted. So, yeah, but he remembered how many trees it was. You You might not remember what he had for dinner last night, but he remembered, no, no, there were 400 trees. So, uh, so, you know, talk to your ancestors this week. Talk to the olds in your family. Dig out the old pictures. Dig out the old photographs from your childhood. Uh, kind of go back through memory lane. Call up a relative who knew you back when and reminisce. It's a great way to use the Saturn-Pluto energy and a great way to positively remember your roots and where you came from and what was your story or what is your story because structurally you know it's important and and we are having these revisiting of structures and Saturn Pluto is saying go back go back and look a lot of the stuff on the TV about the uh, Mueller report now is you know you got to do this you know Congress has oversight we're bringing up Nixon we're bringing up all these different people that tried to obstruct justice you know they're they're citing them and they're pulling up um last night I went to bed my brother was watching TV so I went to bed and it was Lindsey Graham you know railing against obstructing justice and now he's on the other side and he's helping to obstruct justice so 
uh, you know, it's like watch your words, watch what you did, watch what you said, because this is also when it comes back to you, when the behaviors that you did return. And they say, remember when you did this? Well, now let's look at the other side of it. So if that's happening, you know, with Joe Biden, it is certainly, you know, Anita Hill and is he going to, well, I apologize for how you were treated. It's, well, exactly, you're the one that did it. You were the chairman of the committee. Yeah, you know, it's like paying attention, right? So, and owning, owning, because Saturn does ask us to take responsibility for owning your behavior. And I'm not going to say everybody's perfect. Nobody's, nobody's saying you have to be perfect. But when your bad behavior from earlier times gets brought up, or your good behavior, could be good behavior, um, you know, own it, look at it, and say, wow, you know, my aunt whipped out some old photos, and I kind of looked, and I went, wow, I was pretty good looking when I was younger. She goes, you were beautiful. You know, and I'm kind of overweight these days, right? So, and I have been on Weight Watchers, but I I looked, and I went, wow, I was really pretty, you know. (laughs) You're still pretty, but you're fat. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, You know, it's like owning your structures, or where did you come from? So honoring that is what's important, right? And that's what we're doing. That's what we do with Saturn and Pluto. We honor our elders. We recognize the elder is coming back to us. It's speaking to us on some deeper level. Um, okay, so we're here on the 28th, and today the moon is, is void uh, in Aquarius. And it goes into Pisces later tonight around 6, 10, 6, 11 p.m. And it's going to be in Pisces. And Alexandria said to me, I had to talk slower. So I'm going to give you the aspects a little slower because people try and write them down. And I have to listen to the show three times because I talk too fast. So I'm deliberately speaking slower today. Um, so tonight the moon goes into Pisces at 6.11 p.m. the 28th. And then it's in Pisces Monday the 29th and Tuesday the 30th going void at 5.57 with a square to Jupiter which is an energy of overdoing, but we like moon square Jupiter generally. That's usually a nice energy where we kind of run around and we do a lot and we have a good time. So that's the end of April. Um, We're out of April. We're into May. I don't know how this happened, (laughs) but we are into May. And the moon goes into Aries bright and early on Wednesday morning at 6.24 a.m. And it's in Aries Monday and Tuesday. And it goes void at 4.47 a.m. on Friday the 3rd with a conjunction to Mercury. So Tuesday, Wednesday moons are good, too. Very fast moving. And because we have a lot of planets in the early degrees, we have long void moons, right? So void moon on Friday is very void and very long, and it goes void until 4.18 p.m. So all day void on Friday, and it goes into Taurus on uh 8, 4, 18 p.m. Friday night, and then it's in Taurus on Saturday, and it's in Taurus on Sunday until 11.10 a.m., and then it goes void all day Sunday, <laughs> and it's void until it goes into Gemini 11.40 p.m., so void for 12 hours on Sunday the 5th. It's also Cinco de Mayo. It's also the actor, the Aquarius, uh, Echorids meteorites, so watch for meteors. It's also Cinco de Mayo, and it's also when Ramadan begins. And then in, on Friday the 5th, uh, moon goes into Taurus, 11.40 p.m. These are all East Coast times. I'm sorry, it goes into Gemini on Friday the 5th, and it's in Gemini the 6th and the 7th, uh, 
p.m. it goes void with a conjunction to Mars. So the Monday and Tuesday have kind of an active energy, with, but the conjunction to Mars can go either way. It can either be good or bad. Not, no, not neutral, but Mars tends to give us a lot of action. And the aspect for the um, Taurus moon going void um, at 11.10 was the trine to Pluto. So moon and Taurus trine to Pluto is very fertile. Also, Saturday at uh, 6.46 p.m., the new moon, there's a new moon in Taurus at 14.011. It's on the world point. It's an interesting new moon. I'm going to be doing a new moon seminar on uh, Monday night when I get back to New York. That's Monday the 29th of April. So that's up on my website now. And there's a column about the new moon too. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting new moon. It's got some uh, hard aspects in it, uh, part of death. I never like to see that one in the new moon. Um, but it's the sun and the moon in the seventh joined. And they're aspecting the part of death and they're aspecting, they're on the part of honorable acquaintance. So that's kind of an interesting story. So we'll watch, you know, what goes on. It's in the seventh house. And interestingly, the sun is back at 29 Libra, the rising sign, rather, for the new moon chart, Casper, Washington, is 29 Libra, which is the same degree as the conjunction during the Reagan years of 82 in 83, which I've been saying to you, you know, think back to fall of 82, spring of 83. If you weren't alive then, think back, ask your parents what was going on. Um, and in the culture, that was trickle-down economy uh, and Reagan deregulating the air traffic controllers, were deregulating things and firing all the air traffic controllers. And now, of course, we have planes falling out of the sky. But this is going to harken back to the 82 time. So in your own life it will, but certainly in the life of Washington also. And because the Ascendant is at 29 degrees of Libra, it's also in something called the Path of Fire or the Via Combusta. <laughs> so people are going to be fiery on this new moon. And also Mars is in Gemini opposite Jupiter, getting fueled up. Mars is in the eighth house uh, and it's getting fueled up, which, you know, that can be, and I know there's been a lot more shootings lately, and that will probably happen, especially with the sun, the moon, and Taurus on the part of death. Um, so we'll kind of watch, you know, for this week. I hope it's not too hard. Um, Mars is out of bounds, so people are not necessarily reacting. They're in their higher best good because Mars out of bounds is answering to Mercury and Aries. Now, Mercury and Aries and Mars are basically in a situation called mutual reception, which if you switch them consciously, and you do have to switch them consciously, they don't do it by themselves. If you switch them constant, consciously, they can be very supportive. Mercury and Aries can turn into Mercury and Gemini, where he's very connected, he gathers the information, he talks to the data, and Mars would be happy in Aries because he gets a lot of stuff done. That's one of his favorite signs. But when they're in each other's signs, you know, um, Mars and Gemini can be a little bit tricky. You know, he likes to trick things. And, of course, this is all the clips showing when you said something last time that was this, and now you're saying something that was last time that was this. You know, you changed your mind when they were running the Lindsey Graham clips last night or the Joe Biden clips. Um, you know, anybody's, you know, when you have a history and they recorded it, and interestingly, we went to the hospital last night to visit a friend who's in the hospital, and uh, they had a big sign saying, no recording devices. 
I'm like, okay. And they had a ban on them. You know, interesting. No recording. I guess it's a HIPAA violation. And so watch for that energy. And the, the new moon, at any rate, I'm doing a new moon webinar. It is in Taurus. It is on the world point. It's in a female sign. Venus is in Aries in the sixth house. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it is, it's a little bit of a tough moon. And it is a very passionate moon with the... Uh, with the ascendant in the Via Combusta, and Jupiter is also still on Rasagul, opposite Mars, kind of fighting up things, getting everything moving, getting everything a little hot and bothered. So that's the scoop with the moons. In terms of the week activities, we'll go through them now, and then we will uh, look at the weekdays, because people were voted in and like that. So uh, actually, we'll do the weekdays first. Um, so we have the Saturn station on Monday. And that, of course, is big hoo-ha, everybody stops, and we feel it for five days. So we're still going to be feeling it all week. But it also finishes the Pluto station that happened on Wednesday, kind of moves out of, starts to move, so it stops being so stuck. But we still have five days of Saturn being stuck. Uh, We also have a lot of nice moon aspects the first part of the week. When we get to the when we get to the Wednesday, Mars' day, literally, or Mercury's day, rather, Mercury steps forward, and he has a number of aspects. He talks to Saturn and to Pluto because he's in Aries, and they're having a little bit of a little, you know, like speak your truth, say what you need to do, talk, and Mercury is sextile Mars, so it's not a bad aspect, but you might hear words you're not real pleased with. That said, they need to be said, right? And then on Tuesday. I'm sorry, on Thursday, you know, Mercury squares Saturn and Mars. And then the moon in Aries squares Saturn and Saturn and Pluto, rather, and talks to Jupiter. And Mercury talks to Jupiter on Thursday. So we have a lot of conversations that are pretty intense under that Aries moon on Wednesday, Thursday, but not without serving a purpose. And because Mercury is in a square to Saturn and Pluto, there can be a little bit of a, a sharpness in the tone, but it also is a sharpness to uh, make you aware of the limitations or the things you need to be paying attention to. So if someone's a little sharp with you on Wednesday, Thursday, go, okay, you know, you're being sharp with me because you you really care. (laughs) Or you're really not happy with my behavior. Either way, pay attention, right? And then with the moon in the Aries squaring Sam and Pluto, don't go making an emotional decision about it. You know, be a little more considered. Considered in your, considered in your deliberations and your actions, which is going to be hard, which is why you want to swap the Mercury and the Mars. So you want to say, well, let me just listen to you rather than getting all hot and bothered and arguing with you. Now, I'm not going to say it's easy, but you do want to listen to what's being said. And also watch where it comes sometimes from two sides of, you know, last time they said this and now they're saying that. And, you know, one of the things that I love, love, love about astrology is, well, just maybe the world. I don't know that this is based in astrology. But you know how when people go, you know, I would never. And then they find themselves doing it. That's the kind of week it is. I would never do that. And it's like, well, let me show you your videotape where you did it. Or let me remind you of the time when you did it. And expect it back at you, too. Well, I thought you said you were going to do this. And you're like, well, I did. You're right. I did say that. And I didn't do it. You're right. It, it's a Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, and it's a Moon, Saturn, Pluto. So that's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, rather. Then 
void moon all day Friday. So even though it's kind of fun, it's void. So just kind of go with the flow. Remember, we're in early planets. A lot of planets have left the big signs, and they're at the beginning. So we have long void moons. The Taurus moon is just lovely. The weekend of the 4th and 5th is lovely. Um, a lot of nice opportunities. That moon in Taurus is trying to the Saturn and Pluto, giving us a lot of abundance. And uh, then Mars is opposite Jupiter. It perfects. So the, whatever the fight is or the struggle is that's brewing, we have. And then bright and early on the 6th, I know that's next Monday, but I'm going to give it to you, uh, Mercury goes into Taurus. So Mercury's at the last degrees of Aries, the anoretic degrees, so it's a little feisty and it's a little sharp-tongued. And when she goes into Taurus, when he goes into Taurus, he calms down and he says, all right, how do we work together? But with Mercury and Aries, with aspects to Saturn and Pluto, Moon and Aries, aspects to Saturn and Pluto, the back half of the week is clear and concise, might not be getting the information you want, but you're getting the answers. And so once you have the answer, you go, okay, let me move on. Um, the aspects for the, uh, hang on, let me pull my thing up. I thought I printed it, and of course I got here to Florida, and I don't have it. That's the way my world works these days. The sun this week uh, running from, um, uh, what's it running from? It's running from 8 Taurus to fourteen fifteen Taurus. It has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 29th, encouraging you to connect on a deeper level. And the rest of the week, kind of quiet. Sun's quiet this week. So we're not having a lot of ego stuff. We're having a lot of um, ideas and communications and perhaps fights around communications or conditions and deals, big deal fighting energy. So the beginning of the week, uh, Mercury is very busy this week, as I mentioned before, and he is, at, um, he is going from, um, he's in Aries. Here's my little list here. He's going from 18 Aries to 29 Aries, right? So he's moving fast, more than a degree a day. And he first off starts off the week on the 29th and the 1st with Neptune, with aspects to Neptune that are a little stressful. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And Mercury is an Aries. And the stressful aspect to Neptune kind of is like, oh, now what? Where am I going? Then on the 1st of May, he has a sextile to Mars. And he goes, you know what? This is what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't care if you like it or not. Um, and, of course, Mercury and air, sextiling Mars, Mercury and fire, sextiling Mars and air, they are a mutual reception. When in doubt this week, sit quietly, listen, and gather the data. Don't go doing stuff. Gather the data. Say, well, you know, why don't you talk to me about that? Let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. We'll have a secondary conversation. We get the beginning of a week, or we get to May 1st, May 2nd. Mercury is very hot. He squares the nodes, he squares Saturn-Pluto, he makes decisions. So there's a lot of decisioning going on, uh, and it is an opening square. So it's a crisis decision or an action that you feel you have to take when he squares Saturn and Pluto on the first and second. When he hits the nodes, he's like, I'm at a crossroads. I need to figure out what I'm doing. On the second, he has a nice trine to Jupiter, which gives him a positive, you know, because they're both in fire and he has a plan. And then he joins up with Eris, the goddess of discord, on May 3rd. So Mercury's in the mood to uh, take action and cause a little discord. He also is partnering with discord. Uh, so he's happy to partner with discord, thank you very much, because he is like, you know, I understand sometimes you've got to make a little trouble. And then at the end of the week, he has a cesspool quadrate to Ceres. So he kind of points to you what you're, what you're nurturing and asking you if, you really, if that's really true. 
Uh, Venus this week, uh, she runs in Aries. She runs from 10 Aries to 19 Aries. Um, so she's next week going to take the trail that Mercury does this week. So this week she's talking to Ceres on the 30th and trying to figure out what's going on. And then she's opposite Pallas Athena, so she's kind of working out a new strategy on the 1st of May. And then she steps into Neptune's orb on the 5th. Um, and she talks to Neptune and she says to him, oh, okay, let's work together. Now, she's doing what Mercury does this beginning of this week at the end of the week on May 5th. So you're going to, and then next week she goes through Saturn and Pluto and the nodes and makes some choices and decisions. Mars this week is in Gemini, uh, 20 Gemini to 23. And he has a stressful aspect with the nodes of fate on the first. Um, and again, if we think about Mars and Gemini on the first, the same time Mercury does, the two of them are, you know, Mercury's like, rah, 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 and Mars is like, I guess I, I guess I have to make a decision. I have to make a decision here. And the answer is yes. Unfortunately, a lot of times we go for a long time and we we delay decision making. I remember once going to a sermon uh, at a Presbyterian church on Fifth Avenue, at 55th Street, Father Brian Kirkland, who was a great, great sermon giver, um, another one of the wise ancestors, and he said, not deciding is a decision. <laughs> I mean, it was a much longer sermon than that. But I got to what? When you decide not to decide, that's a decision too. And it kind of made me go, oh. So every time I decide not to decide, I'm making the, I go. I always say to myself, I'm making the decision to not decide. You know, I'm a Virgo. We get a little neurotic sometimes. Should I do this? Should I do that? you got to make a decision <laughs> on the 1st of May. And Mercury's in a, Mars is in a hard aspect to the node, so it's not always going to be an easy decision. Then he has an adjusting aspect to Saturn because he says, okay, i got to make a decision and adjust on the 1st. And then he has an adjusting aspect to Pluto on the 5th. So Mars is making adjustments this week, and he is saying, okay, I, I, I get it. I have to do it. And then he has an opposition to Jupiter on May 5th when he's going to justify his behavior. Okay? So interesting week. Be careful what you do because Mars opposite Jupiter happens once every uh, two and a half years. This harkens back a year ago when Mars and Jupiter met up, and you're going to another year to go as they harvest their story. But remember, with Mars and Gemini, Jupiter and Sag, you know, Mars wasn't the most favorite guy out there in the uh, in the zodiac when you know in, on the on a Mount Olympus because he was always causing trouble, right? So just kind of, you know, watch the energy. And, of course, we have the Saturn-Pluto going underneath. They go, oh, that's the thrum. Uh, Jupiter is trying to uh, Eris, it looks like. Yeah, Jupiter's trying to Eris on the 29th. So you can be very clear about what, how you want to pick your fights. And she's contraparalleled to Pallas. So she says, proceed with caution in picking the fight. Saturn this week uh, hits the nodes also. He stations, of course, on Monday the 29th, but he hits the nodes of fate on the 30th, and he releases something, and he says, that is done. You don't have to do it anymore. You're finished. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Put on Idina Menzel and sing with sing with her climbing the mountain. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, once every 84 years, <laughs> Uranus is in a semi-square to Neptune. That happens this week. 
That's on the first. Again, a severing or a releasing or a rupturing or a saying, I don't want to hold on to that anymore. I want to let that turn into something else. And then uh, the rest of the week is pretty quiet. The rest of the aspects, rather, are pretty quiet. With Vesta talking to Ceres about how do you create an environment that's a little more nurturing and Vesta, the Palace Athena kind of sending us forward. Um, and then we're kind of quiet. So that's it. Now, next week I'm in Italy. So we're not quite sure how we're doing this. Supposedly I can upload something. But I'm also staying at a hotel which might have a good Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. I like calling it Wi-Fi, but everybody else goes Wi-Fi. Um, okay, Mars and Gemini, what do you want to call it? I want to call it Wi-Fi, but it's really Wi-Fi. So anyway, we'll check in Italy. We'll see how we'll go. I think I should be able to upload it. Um, forward we go. Also, Toronto, Toronto uh, weekend workshop, really cool, on uh, the 6th of June. Sign up. It's called Mapping Your Life, or the 8th and the 9th of June, rather. It's called Mapping Your Life. And then I'm going to be in Lilydale on the 2nd of June. Um, so that's my upstate New York and lower Canada week. So, yeah, sign up. Uh, the Toronto chapter, uh, the Toronto Astrology Group, and I'm on there. So go sign up. It's going to be really fun. We're going to map your life out so you can see everything that's come coming and everything that you went through and kind of understand it in the bigger cycle of your life. And on that note, it's Ann Ortley. I am off to my father's third 90th birthday party, and I wish you all a wonderful week and fun. The New Moon webinar is Monday night, uh, the 27th. Or I'm sorry, in the wrong calendar. Monday night, the 29th, and the New Moon is next Saturday. The uh, 4th of May, we're in May. It's May Day, too. May Day, dancing, belting, the, you know, getting naked and having lots of fun sex this week. So, of course, with Mars and Mercury, you're going to talk during it. So have a great week. It's Ann Ortley signing off from the not bright red desk from the little hotel room in Florida. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>